Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. So let's just get it going here before we go to the dark place from my childhood. What was I going to ask you yesterday? Or on Tuesday before the podcast? It doesn't matter. I'm slurring my words for whatever reason. Uh, go ahead and ask me the question. D- tell me the two-man show. Uh, I want to do. I want to write, produce, and perform with you a two-man show about Cleveland sports, highlighting mostly a lot of hilariously bad moments, which we've had a number of. That I think is the reason why sports talk radio is so has been so effective in this town. Has been very prosperous for a lot of people in this town. Uh, I feel like highlighting. Those agonizing moments and also some of the great moments is something we could do in about 45 minutes to an hour that uh, we could perform Where would this show with play? a crowd. Is there a musical element yes, to Yes, sir. Oh, absolutely. With chant me With chantings galore. Mm. Whoa. Now I've got... Count me in. Now I've got your attention. Two number ones, two, two number twos. Two number ones, two number twos. Two. Uh, not only that. Oh, we have the one, one, and one chant, which of course is famous. Somebody one, brought it to One, and one. Yeah. One, one, and one. One, one. And then today we even had a new chant. Pickle in a pouch. Pickle in a pouch. Pickle in a pouch. Pickle in a. Uh, when you combine our forces together to perform, much like I said, my, my influence for this, my inspiration for this is Colin Quinn, who has had three different runs now with one man shows. Off Broadway, uh. for, from the stupid mind of Colin Quinn, who's actually a brilliant mind, comedy mind, but he's done history. He's got a new one uh, that he's doing about. Uh, what, I just heard him talk about it on a podcast. It was, I think, it's going to be amazing, and I want it to be produced uh, for video and at Netflix after his his run on uh, Off Broadway would be over. Uh, he's got one about the human psyche. I think we could do one about Cleveland sports, and I think we could have. A great fall run ah. of something like this. Probably ten shows is what I was thinking. What theater would it play in? Uh, I, I I want the Hannah Theater <laughs> to play in the okay. Shaw High School, but not the State Theater. Oh, we're getting a theater for this. I mean, we don't need we don't need another run of Cats. We don't need another run. No, we don't. <laughs> we're getting Cats. <laughs> I mean, how many freaking cats do you need? Uh, you're getting, well, you already got one. Now you're going to get more. Uh, the Book of Mormon, you know, yeah, I'd like to see that again. But I never saw it. Oh, it was Is excellent. it a musical? 
Yeah. I'm not really into plays. Let's be honest. I thought it was a book. <laughs> it was Well, it was terrific. I'm not into it. Uh, what they did. But what I'm saying is I think we would be able to have an audience for 10 shows and make a lot of money on doing this. I think there's enough fans. There's a critical mass of fans that would be eligible to come see this. Yeah, I have no faith. So no where where does the faith break down? You. Faith breaks down in you. Okay. Because you have no faith in yourself. I think you would write it, put it all together. Mm-hmm. We'd rehearse for three and or he, four months. freak out and do it. five seconds before the curtain goes up, he would yell, <laughs> You have botched this entire thing! Oh, my thing. God. He was the most annoying little bitch in the history of everything. Right before we did two-second trivia. So I love two-second trivia. And we only do it like twice a month. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. It's a segment. It's one segment at a 45 twice a month, which usually mm-hmm. we shouldn't get this deep into the weeds or this inside baseball, whatever. It's usually a shorter segment, and people are ready. They want to win Roman burgers and stuff like that, which is we should just give away Mr. Hero combo packs all the time. Love that, that seems to be something that people want. Well, to win. we can talk about that off air, but the, I guess we'll oh, talk okay. about it. That's part of Andy and Jeff do a lunchbox every day at noon, I think. Oh, really? I think that's like one of their main prizes. Oh, we should give away Mr. Hero all the time. People love that stuff. So anyway, you, right before the first time we did it, freaked out, and you do it all the time. When it comes to, this is why I'm sorry. everything. When it comes to live performance. So when we did the Mm -hmm. schedule game, you couldn't do the schedule game this year because I think, what, the baby Mm -hmm. or, I forget. When we did the schedule, no, they game, went to Naples for their. Yeah, last time. that's right. You went to Naples, mm-hmm. like a bitch. Good thing I didn't go to Naples uh, yesterday. Yeah. So when we went to when every time we've gone to do the schedule game, I have gone over, and I'm pretty decent at live performance. Every now and then, I'll mess something mm-hmm. up, and and the schedule game is a performance. And one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. when the Browns are good during the schedule game. Is to do the da 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 mm-hmm. like we play the CBS music, yep. and I tell well, I, at the time I told Kenny, but I then I tell Aunt, I tell uh, tell Owen. My name's Owen. Yeah, see, I'm messing it up now. Is I do a Jim Nance, and I do the I do the in, and it's and usually I time it up perfectly, and it, it does the dun 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 dun, dun mm-hmm. and then I do the lead in, so because I want the listener. To imagine in their head, they're watching the game, the establishing shot, the helicopters flying over, and now a drone. First Energy Stadium, mm-hmm. 60,000 people swinging towels, and they're playing whoever in the playoffs, a sun-kissed, cold afternoon at First Energy, this, that, and the other. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson on the sideline, and you're supposed to be mm-hmm. Tony Romo. And you F it up every single time. And the first time I went well, the second time I got mad, the third time I wanted to choke you, the third time I wanted to come over and choke you, because I looked at I looked at Owen, I looked at Kenny, and because we didn't get to do it, we no we we did it last year and you messed it up, and I looked at Owen and Owen's like he's just never gonna get it. You always get nervous, so I'm sorry, Anthony. I don't mean to be. I I, I could see your I could see it in your eyes. You're like, okay, Ken. All right, just be a dick about no, it. No, fine. Be, I won't do it then. I, see, I won't try to make us money. <laughs> I see how he is. See how he is. I know, but I know you. I uh, I know you in live performance. I have literally. I I have so much confidence in stuff though that I script out to this manner because I think I think I am somebody who is misplaced. 
I should not have been doing sports talk radio. I, I feel that. I know a lot of people that I, agree with that. I would love to go back to my <laughs> writing days. Well, I used to have a blog. We used to get picked up by Deadspin before, before not the bad before Deadspin. Before they got woke? Like the good Deadspin. Uh, when, well, they were always woke to some extent. But well, now they're but wide awake. Woke. Right. woke spin. I remember I have, a, I have a saved email from Will Leach uh, asking if I wanted to intern for them and then write stuff because he, he's like, man, you have talent. But the problem was I was too old to be intern. I was like, actually, well, I'm uh, I'm in grad school right now at Syracuse, and I'm 25 years old. I'm like, oh, you should have done it. I need to be working for money. Like my my internships need to be paid yeah. at this point. But anyway, I pride myself in my writing. I just once we got going here at the radio station, Andy used to bitch at me all the time for not writing. And when I did write, there was a comedy element to it. And then I was like, ah, this is kind of hacky for what we're doing for sports talk, for doing bits and doing like almost onion style. Because I used to do onion style at this blog that I wrote for. Did you ever read? Did I ever send you some of the old articles? Yeah. A lot of them are way too offensive. And Let's I don't not even want to talk wanna, about the blog. Let's I know go ahead. because you can talk find the old excerpts. Let's not do it. Nope. I thought one of them was so creative. Text yeah, me, and I'll tell you the name of the blog. Don't do it. No, 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 no I can't no, do no, it. No. I can't do it. Oh, but I anyway, know the name of the but blog. But anyway, I, I do. if there's one thing I have confidence in, it is something a little longer form, uh, an element that is written down, that has good jokes in it, that has our performance element to it, and us feeding off a crowd, being able to incorporate crowd work into it, which is why I've wanted to do a live show. We've never been able to do live shows. Uh, because they're so worried about people drinking, even though we do the we do a tailgate, tailgate every Sunday where everybody's drunk, and we do just fine. And it's just sad that it's an hour before the game. We're it's, not the ones plying them with drinks. They drink and walk through. I know. I know. I can't get over that. But anyway, I want I wanted to do something like that so bad, and I'm like, how can we combine all these forces with a show that our fans would love to come see, and that could that could be something that would grow where it wouldn't just be our fans that would want to come see it. It could be people that don't even listen to us on the radio, but they want a history lesson in Cleveland sports that has all the elements of drama, all the elements of humor, all the elements of doom and gloom, but then hitting a crescendo with a championship of 2016. Like All these things embedded would be so good, and I think we would knock it out of the park. I I do have a lot of confidence in it. You can try. You can try, and I have hope for you. I just know how you are, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, even though I came off like a total jerk. And I know that you're taking this very badly as I'm saying this to the point where I can't even look you in the eye as I'm saying this. I feel I'm, having, I'm right here having a conversation with you. I think you're wrong. I think I think it is kind of insulting, yes, that you think I can't perform. I've done TV for 15 years. But you're good. I've done stand-up comedy, but all of a sudden and, I can't perform. Yeah, He's good in front of people. I never said... You are the who's the best MC we have at the station, historically too. Even uh, he Hammer, just, he just left. Who <laughs> MC Hammer? No, <laughs> you got to be careful. They they get that confused with somebody else. Oh yeah, else. there's another guy in town. You goof. Um, Whoopsie Daisy. We, you are the. I told you, you are the one. Every time we're like, oh, we have an event. Well, when we used to have events, it was you. I always mm. said Lima's got to be the one to lead it, and I'm. You know, it, it's like if mm. I lead the radio show, you lead the you when we do. The golf outing and fan fan bowl and things like that. You're the one who does it. I don't. I second fiddle to that. You do it. And I think you're good live and off the top of your head. But you do, Anthony. I'm sorry. You have frozen up in the past, and I don't want that to happen again. 
Yeah, but I think that's all pre. The the performer in Lima always comes out and performs. That it, okay. He did do it's well when pre, we actually turned on the mics and did the show. It's You're the right, about right that. before the the thing. When we did two second trivia, but like mm. when you think of things, and we've gotten in trouble for things that you've done before, but <laughs> it's like the ske- the original schedule game mm. was a Cavs schedule game, and that was hilarious. It's just nobody knew that. us and didn't trust us then. We did 82 games of the Cavs. We did and kept, 82 and those, games. And those were good in, in the middle too. of things and turning up the Cavs. <laughs> okay. And the whole bit, you know, really dies when the team's actually good. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You it called was, me and you were so excited. Better. You're like, Kent, I want to do 82 games. I want to do the Cavs schedule. And so for four hours in the middle of, like, segments, you go... Cav schedule game, and you were like doing it, and you just kept, and you were like, mm-hmm. and in February, and you were doing it, and it was funny. It was funny to us. So do, do you funny to a lot of other people? No, it's funny probably to us. not. That's a lot of stuff that we did. That you know what? You know what the the deal is with like when we started the radio show. There's newer lists. Like I grew up listening to Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony. I love Art Bell. I loved a radio. Somewhere in time, I loved a radio bit, and then. Somewhere along the way, it became uncool to do radio bits. It's like, you guys are trying too hard. It's like, yeah, we are trying hard. That is something that is structured <laughs> ahead of time. We our job to, <laughs> to actually script out the stuff. And there's always going to be ad-libbing, and there's yeah. always going to be off the top of your head. But, yeah, that's like the- saying, Seinfeld, this show you put together and heavily edited, you're trying too hard. Yes! It, it, it takes a lot of work to try to make something unbelievably yeah. special. Yes, that is what that is. That used to bother me so much when people would, I would do these Saturday morning uh, bits. Remember I had Potter, Josh Potter, who's now blowing up. I mean, Joe Rogan mentioned him on a podcast. He's You're a buddy right. of ours. And we would do these bits on Saturday mornings, and we'd try a lot of stuff that didn't work. Stuff's not always going to work. We'd try stuff. And I would have other media people in town going, God, Lima tries so hard. It's like, yeah, you know the thing you should try, you should do in your own career? There's a reason you're still in Cleveland and you've been doing it for 30 years? Yeah, you're not trying hard enough. I w- now, this one, I, this one, you okay, I know you were just mad at me and you're probably still no, mad no, at me. No, no, it's I'm fine. Sorry. It's fine. I was a big defender of you on Saturdays because people were like, who's this guy? There were a couple of baseball writers who didn't like you. <laughs> no, they did and not. And I'm like, you guys just don't get it because I would laugh my ass off. Mr. Damon, will you sign my baseball? Was one of the funniest, funniest bits you ever did, and that one was one that wasn't scripted. That was one of the funniest things you ever did. That was with I was Josh Potter. I was so bored on the radio, <laughs> and I'm like, David, how can we have fun, Mister David? Will you sign my baseball? It was one of the funniest things I ever heard, and the one you actually did with Nick Wilson was oh masterpiece with, theater with the masterpiece uh, theater with Donald with Sterling Donald and Sterling. Pete Stiviano yeah was one that was so good I was so I was jealous of it was I was actually jealous but then of you guys. no one thought any of it was good though I thought it was There'd great be, the, the problem I was, thought it was there great. were like thirty people on Twitter that thought it was the best thing ever and everyone else is like trying too hard. And I'm like, you know, masterpiece. Theater why is was radio so ruined that we can't do things when people watch? When people watch the and yes, we are all an influence. We are we've been heavily influenced over the years. I, as much as now he's he's he is a lightning rod to even bring up Alex Jones. Me and you knew about Alex Jones before anybody. We have been listening to yeah, Alex Jones bits yeah. and we loved it because they were radio bits. 
The problem and was the, the, shark. the radio bits became real, and he made so much goddamn money from those bits Gold that he had money. to live the character. The character became him, which Man, is still sad. Was he was so sad. he was so funny. It was so sad. We're gonna get in trouble for even admitting so that he was funny or saying that he was good. Well, it was bef- no, before Sandy Hook, because I I knew I was like this guy's a parody, and so yeah. we used to do. And then Sandy Hook happened, and I'm like, oh, boy, yeah. this is bad. And then he kept doing it, and now he's just an animal. And so you can't even – yeah, oh, God. So everything around him is disgusting. And so he's gets, he gets yeah. what he deserves. I mean, you can't deny it. And then the stuff with his ex-wife. I mean, good God, you yeah. can't even – All right, can I say this, too? Um, not my politics, but I, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say Rush Limbaugh – was really good at radio bits no, and a really good broadcast. Why One of the best ever. Yeah. I didn't agree with anything he had to say, but I listened to him. Think about the magnetism of somebody that you viscerally disagree with what he's saying, and yet at the same time you're like, damn it, that's a great idea. That's a great bit. I'll tell you who else. Uh, we're just talking about random uh, influencers. I watched that Bill O'Reilly show from my freshman year in college. I watched that show almost weekly, and I would get enraged with the stuff that he was arguing, but I love the way that he put a show together. I'm like, this is a genius show. This is riling people up. He's good at it. He's quick off his he, – he's developed a character. He's off the top of his head. He's, he's coming up with great – he's bludgeoning the guests that he has on because he's, he's picking minor leaguers. Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, to yeah. argue with, you know, which is which – is, one of the things I hate about Tucker Carlson, you're just bringing on minor leaguers. Bring on Al Franken. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me see you have a debate with Al Franken and it'd be a good debate. That'd be great riveting TV. And so much so that what did Bill O'Reilly end up doing? He went on this tour with uh, Jon Stewart mm-hmm. where they debated. And it was amazing. It was an amazing show. If you can, if you access it, you had to pay for it. But I was able to, to get it down the road. Of course it w- you did. It was great. Of course like, you did. I was like, this is theater. This is what it's supposed to be about, that you can disagree with somebody and actually probably hate the person, but still have a great discussion with them and have it be entertaining. Well, then put your show together. Well, that's what I want to know. Put the well, show together. Well, if you don't think, yeah, it's, you if you don't think it's worthwhile, it would take a lot of work. I mean, it would, it would take up every moment of my day for the next six months to put something like that together to, for it to be perfect. I could slop it together and have it ready in two weeks and it'd be terrible. But if I, if I really put the work in, I'm asking you, is the audience there to give the history lesson of Cleveland sports 45 minutes to an hour? It'd be tight. It'd be really tight the way I would want to do it. Uh, do you think the audience would be there? Would people pay, say, 25 bucks? 25 bucks a head, 10 shows, 10 shows, we would need to fill up the theater. I don't know if the th- we could do that for the theater. Can we the- get it to 20? 20 bucks? Sure. I think 20 is okay. the number. What's the matter? 20 bucks? What's the capacity in the, in the theaters? Aren't they like 2,000? Let me look. You're wanting Are to you go saying to 20 bucks is too much? Yeah. No, I'm saying it's too low. Well, you remember we got to pay stage guys. It's, 20, it's a union. 22. Those Come are on, those guys. are union jobs. You got families to feed here. So sound and lighting. We're and, not just screwing around. And cameras. Effing busy for any of this. That stuff is all. You think I am? Those are union jobs. You have to come in at a certain point. Uh, like I'm the, Philip Glass. The theater has to get paid. So already, just in, in talking through this component of it, we're not going to be able to do the theater. We're going to have to. Let's we're going to have to have it. a different space. Let's do it out on Public Square. So now we're outside. You got the elements. So now we need a tent. 
Oh no, Hannah Theater's five fifty. Oh, let's do it at the Hannah Theater. It's only five fifty. Yeah, now the Key Bank State Theater, thirty four hundred. Okay, yeah, that's the bigger one. Let's do it before Shen Yun. Let's do a twofer. Our, pe- Our show did right Shen before Shen Yun. Did Shen Yun try to come back? I saw they those did bill- come back. billboards were up pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, after the pandemic. I think they paid a twenty-year deal on that, and you. Just oh, I'm going to go see every Shen- year whether they're. I'm going to go see not. Shen Yun. At this some immersive point. Van Gogh thing's never going away, is it? No, it's Van Stan. That thing is not going anywhere. I have How seen. How long have you been waiting to work yeah. that one? I in. have. Lord that was Almighty, off, that was on top of my head. He woke up. He was putting his baby Isabella to bed last night. He goes tomorrow. It's that today. thing has I'm been there forever. And I heard. I'm sorry. Sorry to the great people that put it together. I heard you walk in. You pay a lot of money and you sit down on the ground. You sit down on the what? floor and you just look up. I have gotten the worst reviews from friends about that Van Gogh. Experience. I've never. I've it never. is hard to put these things on. Like it is there's really certain, hard. There, there's. I like history. I'm just not into art. No. I like music. You don't like music. I'm not into art. I like documentaries. I like documentaries about art theft. How do you like that? Really? Yeah. All right. Can I tell my dark Go story? Ahead. Yet? Yes. So, I want. I want you to help me dig through my psyche here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Go to a weird place. I woke up this morning. I And Double is going to have to ride the button here because I, I don't want to say this guy's name. I already gave away too much. So I had a teacher. I, I want to, because we're close to where I live, for home, right? I had a teacher that I had in school who died recently, right? And I woke up this morning and I saw it on my phone. And the first thought was, uh, the guy was a, I don't want to speak ill of the person. And there's a reason behind it. Because I've always been the first person to say, just because a person dies doesn't mean the guy, the guy or pers- the woman wasn't a jerk. Okay? Just because they're dead doesn't mean they weren't bad or anything like that. Uh, they didn't treat me really well in school. They treated me like I was an idiot. And I, the first thing I thought of was, ah, they were a jerk. And then I was getting ready this morning. I go, I got to bring this up on the podcast. I got to bring this mm. up on the podcast. Because I was thinking about me, and I was in, I had this person in class when I was in sixth grade. And I go, wait a minute. I remember sixth grade Kenny Carmen. Sixth grade Kenny Carmen was treated like an idiot because by his teacher, mm. because sixth grade Kenny Carmen was an idiot. And I thought about myself now, 36 years old, if I was that that teacher, if I was that person who just passed away. And I go, it wasn't that person's fault, that man's fault, that he treated me like an idiot. It was my fault that I was an idiot. That guy failed me in the class that I took him in. It was my fault I got failed. It wasn't mm-hmm. his fault I got failed. We had this assignment. We had a project that was due at the end of the year. And I want to say it was the fourth nine weeks. And we might have had... You're talking sixth Tony, grade? Yeah. Was it Tony, the LEAF project? No. We had a was, LEAF project. I can't, tell, I can't tell you what it is because it would give away mm. what class I had. So we had a project. And I got to be again, I got to be careful. And I might even have to go to AA and tell them to clean it up at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> because, I again, I don't want to give it away. Because the person had a family that loved them and cared for them. And I don't want to sit there and bucket mouth the person because the person was an educator and there were definitely people who loved him. And I'm going to bring this up here in a second. Because I half-assed the project. And and to say I half-assed the project I think has given me too much credit. I I might have even quarter-assed the project if there's such a thing. I mean, really half-assed it to a degree where it was an embarrassment to myself and, and anybody with my last name. And, and he failed me on the project, and I believe I got an F in the fourth nine weeks Oof. in his class. He failed me for his class. I might have got a D. You'll lose your sports eligibility, young man. No, I was still eligible to play sports the next year, but I played fall baseball instead. Next year, I didn't play football in seventh grade. I played fall baseball. We won the championship. Owen, kiss my ass, okay? All right, whatever. I still played football in eighth grade. You still got it on the mantle? Um, no, it's now you house. kiss my ass. Then you still have your football championships on the mantle. Every one of them. That's sad as. And hell. I make the children look at them That's every day. Pathetic. I don't. No, I'm kidding. That's not. You're fine. <laughs> anyway, but my first thought, I felt, I felt really bad about it. That I, that was my first thought because I go, "You're the jerk, Kenny. That guy wasn't the jerk." I'm going because I'm sitting there going, "Wait a minute," and I thought about this on the way in today. 
the whole drive, Lima. I thought about him the whole way, and I go, well, that guy might have had a chance to make a difference in young Kenny Carmen's life. I go, why? I was one of umpteen kids in one of his classes. How many classes did he have in the subject that he taught in that year in probably 30 years of teaching and maybe more? I don't think it was less. Probably wasn't less. And here I am, and I remember me specifically in sixth grade. And then I thought about me in sixth grade. And then it gets even weird, and this is where it gets a little dark. And, and, I, and I, I think about me now, and I think about my childhood. And I, I am, a, at times, a warped individual. And, at times. And I'm pretty crazy, and, and I ha- I'm, I'm an open book, and I, I tell this all the time. I'm an only child, which does explain a lot. Being an only child, like people say, well, you're spoiled. I wasn't spoiled. I wasn't poor, but we weren't rich. And if I would have had two siblings. You went on a Florida vacation. If I, if I had two siblings, if I, shut up. If I had two siblings, I probably would have not had anything. But I was an only child, so I never really, and my mom worked at a sporting goods store, so I had Nikes and stuff. But my my buddy's older brothers gave me. It was their played against like sports. Yeah. So you no, were getting stuff fourth-handed. She worked at she worked at Rejo's. She worked oh, at Rejo's. Yeah, yeah. I okay. told you that story. So I got Nikes and all that stuff. I got Deion Sanders turf shoes before they came out and all that stuff. So anyway, but there was also not so good times because when you're an only child, your parents have no problem fighting in front mm-hmm. of you. And so there was some things that were not always good, and Lima knows this because Lima's sister's 10 years older than him. And so my parents, it was a small house. My parents had no problem saying terrible things just to hurt each other's feelings right in front of me. And that has stuck with me. And I hate admitting that because my dad is still alive and my dad is still well, and my dad would not like me saying this uh, in front of an audience. Um, because he's not. And he's proud going of that. to be a guest on the podcast soon. Well, I mean, but my dad would admit he was not a. He's not a perfect. Nobody's a perfect husband or a, or a, a wife, and nobody's a perfect father or or, or a mother. Nobody's perfect. I'd in that say case. right now the only thing that's and, not perfect is my baby. Stop well, crying. Anyway, I don't. I don't sit there and I, I don't think Lima should put all his insecurities on his parents, and I don't put all my insecurities <laughs> on my parents. But I think about me in sixth grade, and I go, yeah, I was a little idiot, and I could see. Him looking at me going, this kid is an idiot. I got a lot of kids who are good kids. I don't need to sit there and waste my time with this idiot who is not going to bother paying attention. And I don't blame him for treating me as an idiot. Because I asked, I got a circle of buddies who are... I got one guy who is a... I, I got one guy who is... He's a medical professional... I have another one who I got two that are school administrators. I got another one who is a lawyer, and they all said great things about him. They were all well-to-do kids in school. They all got good grades. They were all in like key club and things like that. So when the guy passes away, I said, "Well, what did you think of so and so?" And they're all texting me, going, "Great guy, great guy, great guy, great guy." Well, in sixth grade, you know, we in our, in our school system, we had left elementary school. And went to middle school in sixth grade. That's fifth what we grade did to too. Sixth grade. Yeah. I struggled going from fifth grade to sixth grade. Was it grade. a maturity I, thing? It, I think it was. Remember, I'm younger than everybody else in my class. I know that you were older. I was younger. Yeah. I was younger. Um, you aren't going to believe this. I, I, I was shy. Football helped me. Um, a couple of my buddies, Eric Perry, 
because he had older brothers. He and his older brothers helped me. But I remember that that sixth grade year, I was miserable. I was shy. Um, I ended up in high school having a lot of friends, but I was terrified, and it it was bad. It was real bad my sixth grade year, and I could see him just going, "This is some." And my, my parents were not going through a good 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 stretch at that time. And they had no problem fighting and saying they terrible things about each other right in front of me. And, I, and and there were times where my parents would, they would blow off steam about each other. My dad would take me someplace in a car and, let me tell you something about your mother. And my mom would say that. My mom, let me tell you something about your dad right in front of me. <laughs> and, I, and I look at it now and I go, if my parents had two other kids like I do, they wouldn't do that. Like Liz and I, Liz and I... I, I think we have a pretty good marriage. Don't speak for yourself. But we obviously have we obviously have problems just like every other married couple would have. I don't sit there and put that stuff on my kids. Hell no. I've told one time she one time I was on the phone with Tony. I'll let everybody know this. this is her birthday today, by the way. I know. I was gonna go on and wish her a happy birthday time, on Facebook. One time um, I had it open and then the segment started. We were we were just moving into our house in Ridgeville and she said something that was pretty nasty because I was on the phone with you. And she said something about me being on the phone with you, and she said it in front of she said it in front of um a front of Axel, and Axel was very little at the time, very little, and Eli was just born. Like, cause I always say you gotta learn how to you gotta learn how to argue, communicate. And I pulled her aside. I go, don't you ever talk to me like that in front of him again. I w- I don't talk to you like that, and don't you ever talk to me like that. I go, like I said, we are going to have disagreements, obviously, and things are going to spill over in front of the children. That's obviously going to happen. And we're a family. We're not trying to put on airs for each other mm-hmm. in this house. But I go, damn it, we're not going to do this in front of, in front of these boys. We're not, um, you're not going to be slamming cupboards like my mother did. And my dad's not going to be, I'm, we're not going to be doing things like my father. Ooh, the cupboard slam, the door slam was the one that oh, was man. painful the for middle, me. The middle of the night, my mom would be slamming cupboards, two in the morning. And Jake mm-hmm. would be sitting there. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's a school night. Sixth grade. And so, but I tell you what, yeah, I didn't get along with this guy, and it's a mm-hmm. shame. But I'm like, he was a good teacher to a lot of other people. But it, it made the relationship with other teachers special because I had another teacher, I will say her name, Mrs. Petz. Mm-hmm. And she, I think she's still alive. I think she's still with us. And she was a ball buster. And she was really great to me. She was wonderful to me. Did you, wonderful to me. Did you get suspensions? I got ISS once. Only once. Fighting in the hallway. Me and this kid, Donnie Clark, which we weren't even like it, this lady. And I got, I wish I remember her name. I call her out by name if I could because she was ridiculous about it. And I wish I could say what I'm thinking right now at the top of my head because I don't give a damn if it was sixth grade or not. And that wasn't sixth grade. And I was as pissed as it gets then. And I'm pissed now. She grabbed us both, took us down to Mr. Miller's office, and started saying how we were throwing each other's in the lockers and how she saw fists flying. And we're going, do we look like we were really swinging on each other right now? I go, my shirt is not torn up. His shirt's oh, not you're torn talking up. back. We shoved each other. And then she started yelling at us about talking. Then you get talking in trouble. You get in trouble for that, which you know, you know that's the one thing we absolutely have in common. I'll tell you what, real quick Sorry. about ISS. That is why ISS enabled me to get really good grades because <laughs> I sit there and I took I took the AP classes in high school, and when yeah. I was in when I was in in school suspension. I would breeze past everybody because it's just you, your thoughts, and the books for eight hours. Eight hours straight, even lunch. Even lunch, you're sitting there, books open. Well, might as well continue. And I, that was great because I didn't have the distractions of anything else. 
Uh, your teacher, I find that so fascinating because I was always trying to get along with my teachers so that I could get away with more. Because if you got if you got along with your teachers, they would yeah. look. They'd give you the hall passes galore. I'd get the hall passes, walk around like I own the school. It took me a couple of years to. Re- I did the same thing in high school. It took me a couple of years to get that. Because you know, I because I my buddy, his older brothers, you got to know them, and then you, it, it matured you a little bit. But yeah, sixth grade was very difficult. Go ahead, I stole. Well, no, I was just I was just gonna say that I, I think there's a maturity too. I mean, sixth grade. That is that is still so young, and you haven't even evolved yet. And and you know it's different levels. You can tell when you go into the shower how much some people are evolving more than others. But sixth grade is so incredibly young. And then I just I just remember becoming such a smartass as I went along, and that would I would grow into it because if people are starting to laugh at your stuff, then it would only it would only force you to be more more outside of who you were. You would almost grow into this character. Mm-hmm. And so the talk back thing is, I, I, that's what I got in trouble for my ent- entirety, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. I'd be just all the way up until senior year where it was a total joke. Senior year was a total joke once you knew where you were going to college, if you were even going to college. Like, you weren't trying. Mm-hmm. That was the senioritis thing. That was, there was, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was the same way at your school. Once you got to senior year of high school, you owned the place. If you knew how to work the system. I said I, said I carried around a newspaper in my senior year yeah. of high school. Um, and then, you know, when I, by the time I got to junior high, again, once I started playing football and everything was just, everything just kind of clicked into place and you figure it out though. Yeah. And everything was, I always couldn't understand by the end of high school, how some kids hadn't figured it out. Like it didn't make sense if you were just going to sit there and go to town on a teacher and then show up late every day and show up late, like you haven't figured it out. You can get away with murder in school as long as you figure it out. You you know how to yeah, work the you angles. We know people like that. We still know people like it's that. It's incredible to me. Like I didn't a, think it was that hard. Like it's called a system, and it's always you can work the system. Do you have to fight? You the have system? to know the system. Yeah. You're like you, but you can learn the system if you know the rules. You can break the rules. Yeah. That's seriously how. That's that's how I always kind of lived that life and continued on afterwards. Now the problem is I have new. I have now. I have authority in my life again. It's the first time. Yeah, it's the first time in 25 years I've had authority, and I'm not dealing with it very well. No, well, I think you're dealing with it a little bit. Better. I have to be home. Why aren't you home yet? Like I haven't had that you'll in my get, life. You'll get used to that. I'm not used to it yet. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, it's it's given me some structure. I enjoy it. Um, boy, I wish there was more I could tell you because I I found mm. out I found out years later. Why they had their problems? At really? Time. Yeah. Um, it has to do with my, it has to do with members of my mom's family. I can't say. Okay. Again, my, fa- my father still, you know, my hopefully he he doesn't go away for a long, long, long time. Yeah. But because I I always said I go when my mom because my mom was sick for a long time before she finally passed away last year, and I always said when my mom goes, I was. I told I you I you know yeah. some of the stuff personally that we haven't shared on air. I'm like I was rubbing my hands mm. going. Some people on that side of the family are going to get it, and they're going to get it live on air. People are going to know some <laughs> I love stuff. This. Love the vindictiveness. And I'm like, because I because I'm 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 a human just like everybody else, and I can be a nasty nasty individual just like anybody else. Mm. I can I can be mean spirited. And then I'm like, eh, wish dad, more of that came out on the air. My dad still no because I don't, I know it can be hurt. I can be I can be mean with my words, mm-hmm. and. uh my dad, I'm like, nah, I don't want to embarrass my dad. So I'm like, I don't want to say nothing that my dad. So now we got to wait for him with. to go. 
to get the good stuff. Well, I don't stuff. want you to put a hit on my dad, so I start telling you some well, of the stuff that's going on. If I want the good that stuff, happened. if I want the, the payoff, I've been waiting all these years. My mom, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. My mother was too nice for her own good to her side of the family and should have been more more open with my father about being so charitable to her side of the family. And I'll leave, I'll leave that part there. My dad is a good man. My mother was a much better person than I've, she ever let on. I've decided after hearing this, I'm scrapping the two-man show for sports, for Cleveland Sports. We're going to do the two-man show for Ken Carmen's family. We have to hire some actors. We're going to put a... You play my dad, and I'll play my mom. <laughs> Perfect. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.